NBA Strayer, how are you going? How are you going? Are you well? I hope so. I'm rooted. I just spent an entire day with the squid, just running ragged. I was. Anyway, this is NBA Strayer. It's Wednesday, March 30, hump day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer, Shem Tams, for whom wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios, not in a basketball jersey today, just in a t-shirt. Cool. Hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season. It is chaos at the moment. I'm loving it. And uh, we're repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. Tell you what, Lakers, Clippers, it's chaos in Los Angeles. Paul George is back. And the Clippers, you can't kill them. They just won't die. It's amazing. They keep doing crazy shit like coming back from 25 down all the time. Uh, the Lakers got killed. They're currently out of the play-in tournament. That's hilarious. Uh, we got some uh, MVP buzz. Julius Randle might want out of New York, question mark. And uh, a heavyweight matchup in Bucks Sixes. Uh, so we're going to wrap all that up in uh, today's game wraps. We've got a juicy slab, but that's not an knife. Oh, it's a good one today. Old mate, no mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got some yeah, nahs. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day. We've got our back takeouts. We were serving up. A flame girl take. There's Australian player watching a great moment in NBA Australia stat history featuring... Ginger Shack himself, Luke Luke Shenza. Love it. Exciting times. One of my ginger brethren. Uh, and we've got the previews and picks for tomorrow, which is a massive slate. So we'll get into that. And that'll be it because it's a late show today. So let's get into it. Episode 785 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shack attack! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you better watch out for the Candace Parker attack if you shack! Love this on NBA on TNT today. Five shacks versus five Candace Parkers. Who you got? Shack lost. Shack got. Absolutely. Cr- he got dunked on in NBA 2K. Like <laughs> five Candace Parkers. That was sick. I enjoyed that immensely. It was very funny. Anyway, uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the Daily. Rip around. Boom. Paul George. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm back. Comes back. Demolishes the Yaz. Huge come from behind win. That was awesome. So it broke this morning. It's like, yep, he's going to come back. First game uh, since... Uh, the end of 2021, when he bunged up his elbow. Now he's back. I'll tell you what, hasn't missed a beat. Unbelievable. The Lakers! The Lakers stink! Also, Anthony Davis is coming back uh, our Saturday, it would seem. Uh, so their Friday. And LeBron James is going to miss the uh, next game against the Yaz for the Lakers. And apparently Kendrick Lamar Nunn is out for the remainder of the season. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, what, what else could we get, bro? Uh, what else do we need to build around LeBron? How about we get some more one-dimensional players? Oh, yeah, let's get a Kendrick Lamar nun. He hasn't played all season anyway, basically, bro. Anyway, tough scenes there in the Laker land, but I mean, if AD's going to come back, maybe they've still got a shot at making the play-in. Whoever came up with the play-in to him, he should be fired. Is that right, LeBron? Is that right? Good times, great memories. <laughs> Julius Randle! He's all like, nah, man, bro, I want out of the New York City, eh? Uh, 
So basically, there's a bit of a report, uh, the Daily News and the Post that basically wants out. He'll probably try to do a bit of a uh, pull a bit of a James Harden this off season and go, yeah, no, nah, I just don't want to be here, man. I just don't want to be here. Can you trade me, man? Can you trade me? This is also the guy who just cracked the shits yesterday and like pissed off after they won. He's like, I had a bad game and had a giant sook. So if you're the Knicks, you've already got Obi Toppin. It's like, all right, better trade Randall for Rusty and away we go. <laughs> Make it happen. Uh, but yeah, that's an interesting one. Julius, where there's smoke, there's fire. Zion! Travel with the team today. Uh, that's right. The Pelicans, they're going to Portland. There's a four-game road trip for the uh, Pals at the moment. And Zion's on it. So that's the first multi-game road trip he's been on uh, this season. So it's pretty nice. So he's still out indefinitely, but I mean, for the Pels, it's just like fingers crossed, right? Kind of neat. Uh, bad news on some injury f- on the injury front. Michael Porter Jr., old MPJ, old Michael Porter. Don't get that jab anywhere near me, bro. I keep getting COVID, and I don't know why, man. It's because you're not fucking vaccinated, you idiot. Oh, it keeps knocking me down, bro. You're an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot, you moron. Uh Anyways, that is a minor setback amid his back rehab. So that sucks because Denver really could use he and Jam and Jamal Murray right now. But uh, look, there's no decision being, that's been made about his immediate future. But look, you don't fuck with backs. We all know that. So hopefully, fingers crossed, MPG is all right and he can actually go at some point in the playoffs. If not, hopefully, they just maybe shelf him and uh, put him on the shelf. And oh, They don't want to shelf him. Gross. <laughs> How's he fit up there? Uh you just want to make sure that he's okay for next season. Uh, ben Simmons, speaking of back injuries, uh, a lot of reports out of the Nets, um, them hanging out at home all of a sudden. You've, you know, got a bit of uh, media access. Steve Nash says that Ben Simmons hasn't been able to do any more over the last couple of days than he had been prior. Uh, Andre Drummond was told was basically told reporters, oh, yeah, he's moving around a little bit more. He looks good. He looks happy. Uh, I enjoyed that, though. He was then asked, oh, what's he doing in practice, Andre? And he's like... Uh, well, in terms of what he's doing, none of us know. Uh, he's the mystery guy. He comes in sweats every day, and then God knows what he does after that. So hopefully he's doing his recovery and getting better each and every day. When we get him back, we get him back. <laughs> so Ben's having really good practices. What's he doing? We don't know. <laughs> Apparently he's doing walkthroughs, can do some passing, but there's not a giant amount of us going on there. If you ask me, I don't think he plays. I don't think... Unless maybe, like, I don't even know if they risk it and you risk the biscuit at some point in the playoffs. Like, you're in a seven-game series maybe in the first round. Maybe the second round goes to seven games. You've suddenly eked out a month for Simo to be back. Do you reckon that'll be enough? It's March 30. I don't think it's going to be enough. I think he sits. And last bit of news, ESPN did their usual voting results, like their straw poll weird stuff, uh, the Joker. As it finished ahead of Embiid, uh, 62 first-place votes to 29. Giannis got nine first-place votes. And uh, it's a bit of a tricky one. I feel like Embiid has only like, you know, been really good since he last did this too. And Giannis has only gotten better as well. And somehow Joker is still ahead. But there you go. Uh, we'll talk about the MVP, I reckon, and all the other awards next week. Uh, maybe even on Friday's show, just sort of, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, last two weeks of the season, man. We've got to get our votes in, don't we? Yeah, we've got to do it. All right, let's do some game raps. Game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps. Game raps, that's right. Millie Walker beat the Sixers, 118-116, massive game. This was awesome. Just went, like the squid, so I had the squid all day. 
he and I just hanging out. Bros being dudes, you know, the usual thing. Mates, what's going on, mate? Uh, watching this one, he's like, who's the big guy? I'm like, that's Joel Embiid. Who's the other big guy? That's Giannis. He's like, sick. Giannis is good. I'm like, you're not wrong. Shit, I might get him in here as special comments. He's that good. Um, but this was an awesome showing by the Bucks, right? Like, they were down most of this game. Big second quarter from the Sixers. Harrison and Bede were really good. Uh, Sixers are up 10. They stayed up there. They are basically up double digits most of the game. And then, boom. Every time the Bucks sort of looked to go, make some headway, they just, the Sixers had an answer. And then, they rip off. They rip off the deficit at the start of the fourth quarter. The Bucks. Doc Rivers is like, nah, man, my bench is good. I'll keep playing my bench. Giannis is like, your bench stinks, Doc. I'm going to smash it. That's what he did. Ripped off the deficit in no time and took the lead. And you're like, holy shit. The Sixers' problem might just be that Doc Rivers isn't a good coach. <laughs> like, we might just be there. And you know that if they suck in this year's playoffs. Like, he's gone. So, either way. Um... But that was cool. So the Bucks got the lead. But the problem was, this game was awesome. Like, it just kept going back and forth. Like, every time the Bucks looked to go up big and put it away, the Sixers would hit another three. Just do something crazy. But then the Bucks hold them off right at the end after uh, a huge block by Giannis on Embiid. It felt like that was like a uh, bit of an MVP statement as well. Embiid was pretty well held. Um, shot 11 to 21. He had 29, 14, and 7. It's like, oh, he was well held. He had 29, 14, and 7. It's insane. Harden had 32, 5, and 9. Went to the line 12 times. Gross. 4 or 10 on threes. Looked a little bit more engaged, but I don't know. Just still something a bit weird about that cat. Tobias Harris had 22 and 11 and 6. He had three steals. He went 2 of 8 from deep, though. Uh, George Niang and Danny Green both made three threes. Free for free. Which is why this game sort of, like, you know, chugged along, I think, at long parts for Philly because their role players are actually hitting their threes. It's one of those things where Philly, it's like, we're at home. Our role players are going to be good. And off they go. And then when it got big and hard, it didn't uh, quite get there. And uh, Maxi, uh, a bit of a game to forget for him. He's going to pop up again later. The Bucks, Giannis. Unbelievable. 40, 14, and 6. What a, and three blocks, including the game saver, where he just blocked Embiid clean. And it was sick. Loved it. Uh, 22, 9, and 7 for uh, Midi. Drew was awesome too, I thought. 18, 8, and 10. Watching that game, it's like, I feel like his impact just across the board on D, on offense. Jesus, he's good. Uh, Blopez was massive as well, not just literally and figuratively. Uh, 17 points, 4 of 9 from downtown, just stretched out the sixes, hitting a million three. You'll love that. Grace and Allen chucked in 10 off the bench as well. Huge game. Huge win for Milwaukee because in terms of the actual standings, it does knock uh, the Bucks a game up on the sixes and knocks the sixes a game and a half back down at least at the heat at the top. So, bit of a... Uh, Topsy turvy one. So the Philly Sixers are forty six and twenty nine. The Bucks forty seven and twenty eight. So Gonquin for the good land. Milwaukee, Chicago. They beat the Washington Wizards one hundred seven ninety four on a back to back. This was a huge win for the Bulls because they needed it. Wiz pushed him, took the lead in the third because Rui Rui Hachimura went off and uh, went off his head. Actually, he scored like seven points out of nowhere, and uh, the Bulls got it back. Demar just went right. Oh fuck it, get out of here. Uh, and then, But it did take them to the fourth quarter for the Bulls to put the boot in. I mean, they win by 13. But the Wiz had this down to one in the fourth quarter. And Damar and Levine sort of woke up and smashed them from there. But, jeez, would have been the old uh, fear of God in them. But good uh, settling by Chicago. 
Rui had 21, the Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. 14, 10, and 5, but shot 6 of 14 and 0 of 3 from 3. If the Zinger's not hitting his threes, you can basically just pack her up, boys, right? 20 for the Notorious KCP. Denny Avdijo with 14. I love him. God, he's good. As a team, though, they go 6 of 26 from downtown with 14 turnovers. The Bulls went 6 of 18. So, look, that's marginally better. <laughs> if you take eight less threes in your opposition and make the same amount, that's pretty good. Only had eight turnovers as well, so good job by the Bulls. DeMar ends up with 32-7-4 with a couple of steals. Vooch dominated. Oh, God, I love a good Euro-on-Euro Euro battle. And the big Montenegrin smashed the uh, Latvian gangbangers. Extreme Zingamil. Extreme Zingamil. Vooch with 27-5-4, shot 12-19. of 19. You'd love to see that. Levine was a bit quiet, 4-10 of 10 shooting for his 14 points. The bench, though, they only went 1-4 of four on threes, but they shot 12-21 of overall. Uh, Kobe, Kobe White, and um, who else did we... We basically had, essentially, a bit of a night... Like, Patch Williams is kind of handy. A couple of dunks in there. Uh, Javante Green, Tristan Thompson chucked in a couple of buckets, but very handy by the Bulls. They moved to 44-32. and 32. And talk about needing a win. Yeesh! That moved the Bulls back up into the five spot. <laughs> so, the Bulls are sitting on fuck, thank God for that. Uh... Big win. Meanwhile, Washington 32 and 43. They're just playing for ping pong balls at this point. Good job, Washington. Speaking of playing for ping pong balls, Detroit basketball. But all Detroit do is make you work for it. I told you yesterday, Brooklyn ended up winning this one 31-23. But geez, wasn't easy. Was not easy. The Pistons led for large chunks of this game. They're up 12 in the second quarter. Their bench smashed the shit out of the Nets, and it looked like the Nets were going to crap the bed, but then KD was like, nah, I better just win this, eh? Uh, Seth Curry found his uh, range right when it mattered right at the end. Kyrie was pretty bloody good. And uh, eventually, look, it was tied still with five minutes to go. And then Kyrie, they found Andre Drummond for a couple of big buckets against his old team. You know that he was going to show up. Seth Curry hits a couple of big, 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 big threes. And for the Pistons, like... Their bench of Magruder, Killian Hayes, Olenek, uh, pretty good. But Cade Cunningham was just all their offense down the stretch, and it just wasn't quite enough to keep up. Uh, he had 34, did Cade Cunningham. He is unreal. Six assists, 13-24 shooting, 5-11 of 11 from three. Big Deke Bay had 15-4-4, 11 for Big Beef Stew. And Marvy Bags at 11-5. I did enjoy Killian Hayes, though. 13 points, four rebounds, three assists, and four steals. Finally, he's shown some sparks in the second half of this season. You love it. Uh, they went 16-38 on threes. The Nets went 15-28. of 28. If you take 10 less and only make one less, that's pretty good, man. They shot 55% from the floor as well. KD had 41. Oh, he can't play. Give that, Kevin. 41-11-5. 14-23 shooting. 4-6 on threes. God damn. Uh, Kyrie. Old NBA Kanye. 24-4. 4-8 uh, on Triples, not bloody bad. 14 and 13 for Andre Drummond. Bruce Brown had 15 and 4. He went 3 for free for free. 3 of 3 for free. Yeah. Good on you, Bruce. Uh, Seth Curry at 11. Claxton at 11. Seth Curry, big threes right at the end. Detroit dropped to 20 and 56. Brooklyn, 40 and 36. The Lakers! The Lakers stink! And they got belted by Dallas. 128-110. What a smashing. This is literally the wrap-up of this game. Luca. Fucked around, and the Lakers found out. They got demolisherated. Rang up 82 of them in the first half. 
absolute chaos. It was 82-56. The game was over. Luca could have sat. He had a triple-double in like 24 minutes. It was amazing. Seriously. 82 and a half is like the most the Lakers have ever given up since they moved to LA. Like fucking George Mikan was basically playing when they gave up that many and a half. Unbelievable. The Lakers are just a mess. Their defense. I mean, Dallas got 128 and just barely did shit in the fourth quarter. Yeah, bet the overs when you're playing against the Lakers, I'm just saying. 25, 8, and 6 for Rusty. At least he's been playing well. Uh, Russell, do you reckon you could up your trade value in the back half of this season for us, bro? Because we want to move it in New York, eh? Uh, Malik Monk was good, 10 to 16 shooting. He had six threes. He had 28. Uh, 16 for Stanley Johnson and absolutely nothing else. Because the Lakers... The Lakers stink! They really do. Luca had 34, 12, and 12. <laughs> That's amazing. 17 for Sniper Alert! Reggie Bullock, 5 of 8 from downtown. And as soon as Reggie Bullock's on, you're like, yeah, pack her up, boys. We're done. Uh, Jalen Brunson had 3 of 12 shooting for his 12 shots. Didn't matter. Spencil! Spencil! Dinwiddie had 13 points, 6 assists off the bench. Davis Batans hit 4 of 5. That's right. Stupid damage beard. Look, he's very funny. Uh, 14 points on his 4 of 5 triples. you love that. Imagine if Batans actually starts shooting well again. And uh, our man, Joshy Green, 5 of 8 from the floor. Hits 2 of 3 from 3. If Josh Green keeps hitting his uh, corner threes, watch out. 12 points and an assist for Josh Green. The Lakers... The Lakers stink! And they're 31 and 44. Dallas, 47 and 29 in the four spot. And only one game back of the Warriors in three. Watch out. And then finally, the funniest game of the day, the Clippers. Beat the Yaz, 121-115. What? What? Weren't the Jazz up 25, Jimmy? Yes, they were in the third quarter. But the Clippers, they don't die. They just do comebacks. Unbelievable. They ripped off a 12-4 run at the end of the third quarter. The Jazz was still up 12 going to the fourth. And boom. Two minutes left for the game. The Yaz had given up the lead, gotten it back, and in the last two minutes, the same thing happened again, and then they lost. Paul George. Paul George, the man with the most boring name in the NBA, was amazing. So, like, after Mitchell and Clarkson gave the uh, Yaz the lead back, having just lost it, there are 113-112, just under two minutes left. Clips call a timeout, then bang! Paul George hits a fucking huge shot. Tough shot. Gets the lead back. Rudy Gobert, this stuff that were answers. But then a minute left, Paul George drives again. Everybody on the Yaz is completely keyed in on him. Duckman, Luke Kennard, who at that point had already hit five threes, was left a bit open. Paul George goes, oh, I'll pass it to him then. Bang. The Duckman, Luke Kennard, nails the three-point bomb. Yaz go up. Donnie turns it over. Clarkson misses a game tie. It's free throws the rest of the way. Ten seconds left. Five-point game. Donnie Mitchell, Chris Webb is it. Oh, no, Donnie. What are you doing, mate? Oh, bro, I thought we had a timeout left. No, you didn't. You didn't. Incredible win. The Yaz had 22 assists in the first three quarters. They had one assist in the fourth quarter. One. The thing is, this has already happened. (laughs) The Jazz just can't ever hold on to a 25-point lead against the Clippers because you might remember that's happened. Unbelievable. 
First game versus the Clippers in LA since the game six collapsed last year. Unbelievable. They blew a 25 point second half lead and they lost. That's exactly what happened again today. That is amazing. 34 to 12 run they gave up in the end. The Jazz, they just get so far up their own fucking heads. That's incredible. Anyway, uh, for the Yaz, Donnie was good. 33 points, 12 of 21, 0 of 4 on threes, though, and 6 assists and 6 turnovers. Oof, bit of balance. Conley had 19, goes 4 of 8 from 3. 9 points, 15 rebounds, 3 brush for Rudiger Bears, the Staffel Tower. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, not bad. Like 6 of 15 shooting, 17 points, but he went 1 of 7 on threes. 11 through Rudiger, and there's only one. Hernan Gomez, one show. Goes 3-4 from downtown for 13. But uh, look, the Yaz missing Boyan, the Yaz missing, you know, just obviously jingles. That's that's what runs through my head. It's just, oof. They had Greg Monroe out there. They were attacking him like it weren't no thing. Anyway, the Jazz stink. Uh, the Clippers, Paul George, ends up with 34 on his return. Six assists, six rebounds, goes six of nine. Nice from three. Four steals as well. He was incredible. Reggie Jackson at 21 and 5. Shot a Kobe. 8 of 24. Kobe. 2 of 11 from downtown. 17 for the Duckman. 4 of 7 from 3. Uh, no, he hit 3 threes, sorry, before he hit the uh, go ahead. He was 6 of 9 from the floor. Uh, 14, 7 and 6 for Isaiah Hartenstein. Hello. Bobby Covington hit a couple of threes. Mook Morris stunk. That's the craziest part. Like, the Clippers had this comeback, and it wasn't because of like Reggie Jackson. Hitting crazy shit and Mook Morris doing it as well. It's because Paul George is a fucking like insane, insane human being. Incredible. Utah, forty-five and thirty-one now. Forty-five and thirty-one. Where do you reckon that lands them? If you guess the five seed and in danger of slipping to the six because they're tied with the Denver Nuggets, you'd be right. Uh, they are only two games up on the Wolves. Thing is, they are also really three games up on the Wolves because. Uh, the Jazz have the tiebreaker, but juice. Absolute scenes. Anyway, let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Whoa, banner day. That's not a knife. Giannis looking at him bed going, oh, that's pretty cool. Nice uh, MVP season you got there. It'd be a real shame if somebody went, oh, actually, this is an MVP season. Giannis, 40, 14, and 6, the game-saving block. He shot 16 of 24 from the floor. Unbelievable. 7 to 10 on his free throws. The three blocks, including the game-saving one, that was huge. God damn, just put his giant schlong out on the table. What do you reckon about that, Joel? <laughs> KD, 41, 11, and 5 with a steal of three blocks of his own. 14 of 23 he shot. 4 of 6 on triples. 9 and 9 at the line. Steadied the ship. Got the Nets the win. They needed that, Brooklyn. Uh, because that keeps them right there in the eight spot. You want to have the double chance if you're the Nets, because you can't trust the Nets in a single play-in, play-off game. You've got to give them two chances. <laughs> Holy shit. And they're still two and a half games back of the Cavs at the moment uh, in the seven. So it might be a bit of a uh, bit of an ask for them to catch the Raptors three and a half games back. But same time, got to win who's in, beat who's in front of you and at least stay in the eight spot rather than slip to 9-10. And Luca. Triple-double in 23 minutes. Uh, ends up with 34, 12, and 12 in 30 minutes. Goes 12 or 23 from the floor. 4 or 12 on triples. He just fucked around and kicked the shit out of the Lakers. That was fun to say. But really, bloke who hasn't played for like 
three months. Paul George comes back, first game back. 34-6-6. What a game. What a bloody game. He was incredible. He made six threes. He had two rebounds. Six. Oh, I said six rebounds before. I meant threes. 34 points, 10-20 shooting, 6-9. Nice from three. Two rebounds, six assists, four steals, a block. Plus 15 in a game where, like, Mook Morris is minus 19. Zoobs is minus 21. He was plus 15 in his 31 minutes. He had 34 in 31 minutes in his first game back. What a game. You legend. Paul George. For the amount of shit we give Paul George, that was a hell of a fucking game. Who was spotted the night? So there you go. All of those get the, uh, that's not a knife. Because those were fucking awesome. You just brought a gun to a knife fight kind of a moment. So good shit. Spud of the night. Spud, 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 of the night. Jesus. Choking on my coffee, man. Mook. Mook Morris stunk. One of six shooting from him. Three points in 27 minutes. He was a minus 19. Corey Joseph for the Pistons. 1 of 7. 0 of 3 from downtown against the Nets. Tyrese Maxey. I mentioned it. Yeah, Tyrese went 3 11. He'll love to see it. 1 of 4 from downtown. 7 points, 6 assists. Just did not have that much of an impact. Bit of a tough one for Tyrese today. But really, I'm going to have to give the spot of the night a collective spot of the night too. The Lakers stink! So Austin Reeves goes 1 of 6, 0 of 4 from downtown. But really, their veteran bench dudes are the ones that got me today. Trevor Reza, Kent Blazemore, Bazemore, Avery Bradley, Carmelo Anthony. They combined. That's right, Trevor Reza, Kent Bazemore, Avery Bradley, Carmelo Anthony. 0 of 12 from downtown combined. 10 points total between the four of them. And 5 of 21 shooting. That's right, Ariza goes 3 of 8 and 0 of 4 from downtown. Bazemore, 0 of 3, all on threes. Avery Bradley, 0 points in 17 minutes, 0 of 3 from the floor, 0 of 2 from downtown. Melo, is it me you're looking for? No, he's looking for his shot. 2 of 7 from the floor for 4 points, 0 of 2 from 3. Yeesh, 0 of 12 from downtown from dudes who have probably collectively made like half a billion dollars. Yeesh. That is, well, maybe not that much. Mallow's probably made a quarter. What do you reckon? Two big, massive actual contracts. Max contracts. That gets him to a quarter. Yeah, maybe about three, 350. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of money for zero threes. But I guess that's just meaning, you know, the Lakers. The Lakers stink! Not wrong. Who was Old Mate No Mates today? Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? I've been in, uh, enjoying this sort of little tussle with uh, Iguodala. Uh, Andre Iguodala and basically all of Memphis. You know, you might remember Iggy last year just basically flat out refused to play for Memphis. He's like, fuck them kids. Uh, and Dylan Brooks and the rest of the Grizzlies are like, fuck you, old man, <laughs> basically. And so yesterday, you might remember the Grizzlies beat the Warriors and Dylan Brooks has asked about, you know, Iggy being there. It's like, oh, well, we all had the vision, and he didn't, which is perfect. Send him back to the Warriors and let him do his thing over there. And Iggy just got angry. He's like, well, I'm getting booed because, like, you know, if you look at who owns, the, who owns like, the Memphis Grizzlies, like, it's just, and it's like, is he being sort of, like, weirdly anti-Semitic? What the fuck is going on? Iggy Dollar is, 
you know, sort of treads a fine line between genius and fuckwit, like pretty hardcore. And uh, it's kind of weird that he has like this bugbear about the Grizzlies. Like, bro, you just flat out refused to play for them and sort of got it out there that it's like you guys had come to an agreement and felt very much like the Grizzlies had not and we're just like blindsided by you going, nah, I'm not going to play, bros. And they're like, what? And then you get shipped to fucking Memphis, uh, to uh, Miami. But god damn, like what are we doing here? I enjoy that Dylan Brooks and the rest of the young dudes are like, yeah, fuck you, old man. Like, I don't care. And Iguodala is kind of like, yeah, look, you know, the kids didn't have enough respect. Like, you know, you run a franchise the right way. Like, people respect. It's like, dude, they're better than your team now. Shut up. Iguodala. Oh, mate, no, mate. He's your fucking mate. Pantsing of the night. I mean, the Jazz. Seriously, that's fucking amazing. The fact that they blew a 25-point second-half lead in the playoffs last time they played in LA against the Clippers and do it again. That is amazing. 25-point second-half lead, they lose again. Donnie Mitchell, that's a pantsing. You Chris Webber yourself. Donnie Mitchell can't go on the fucking, like, internet for another week and a half now. It's going to be nothing but Chris Webber memes. Poor Donnie Mitchell. But at the same time, he pantsed himself. How is this back-to-back, I think, day's worth of uh, self-pantsings? Jesus, Poku with his self-pantsing. I enjoyed that. Uh, but God damn, the jazz. I'm going to talk about it again quickly later, but not ideal. Finally, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Rui Hachimura. Uh, now, Rui was a favorite of uh, better than Lonzo Ball last year. Uh, obviously, it took him a while to come back from uh, injury and then personal reasons post the uh, Olympics. Uh, had a lot on his shoulders. And has really kicked it into gear basically over the last three to four weeks. Today he had 21 and 4 uh, against the Bulls, played 31 minutes. He shot 8 of 10. 2 or 3 from the floor, 3 or 4 from the free throw line. It's a bloody good game. So, Rui, love it. Uh, because there was also the op- option of giving this to, obviously to Cade Cunningham with 34 points and absolutely smashed it by himself against the uh, Nets. Kept them in that game. 34 points, 1 rebound, 6 assists, 2 steals, shot 13 to 24. Five of 11 on threes. God damn, he's good. Uh, but of course, he was a number one pick. And Lonzo was a two. So it's a bit tough to say that Cade's better than Lonzo. Because he's meant to be. So, Rui. What a legend. He's fucking awesome. I love some Rui. Jesus. Just wish he'd played all year. Anyway, uh, let's do some yeah nahs. Right after this one. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some ENRs. They are brought to you by our mates. That's right. Over at Manscaped. That's right. It's March Madness. Still just for one more day. Uh, not everyone can have the perfect bracket. Mine got busted very early on. Thought I had the Zags. But either way, uh, but you can have the perfect set of balls this tournament season with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. That's right. The leaders and below the waist grooming. They've just launched their ultra premium collection to give you the total championship hygiene routine. Because you'd be out there sweating out the games, 
And after that, make sure you lather up head to toe with this all-in-one skin and hair care kit to have your body and balls smelling Final Four fresh. Just in time for the Final Four this weekend. So join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER and you'll get 20% on free shipping. So look, you know that you got the trimmer. you got everything like that. All your grooming needs. This is the cleaning needs. And I'll tell you what, it smells awesome. I love it. So when the clock winds down on the end of March, you've got to be clutch as well, right? Make sure you get the ultra premium collection to keep everything under control. you got your premium deodorant. It's not for your balls. It's for your armpits. It's awesome. you got the hydrating body moisturizer. I've got tattoos, right? And this is an absolute revelation. Keeps it nice and like clean, smooth, smelling fresh, nice and hydrated. It's great. Uh, body wash, leather it up. Infused aloe vera and sea salt. It's wicked. Uh, even the squid smells that one. is like, Dad, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah. Uh, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Get right around that one. And a free gift, a three-pack set of lip balm, which is uh, really, really good. I love the lip balm, actually. It's one of those things you get a bit addicted to. Like, this is great. Anyway, that's four uh, four products and a gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. What a score. Go check it out. It's cruelty-free, paraben-free, vegan-friendly, and dye-free. I love it. Uh, so 20% off from free shipping with the code STRAYER at Manscaped. That's 20% uh, 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code STRAYER. Make sure you call on Manscaped this tournament season or your bracket won't be the only thing that's busted. It might be your balls. Right. Yeah, Nas. Uh, first up, other Lakers cooked. Yeah, nah. Oh, jeez. Maybe. You don't like it when you're... Uh, you're tied for the last play-in spot. You're not in it at the moment because the Spurs have got the uh, have actually got the tiebreaker, and the Spurs and the Pelicans actually ahead of them both play Portland twice. How are the odds of that? Meanwhile, the Lakers play Dallas, Utah, the Pels, which is a big one, Denver, Phoenix, Golden State, OKC, and Denver. So there's maybe a couple there where you might be able to wangle a win, but yikes. Otherwise, the Spurs play Memphis, then they've got back-to-back in Portland, or with against Portland. Then they've got Denver, Minnesota, the Warriors, and Dallas. I mean, it's basically, it was pointed out that uh, seven games left against six opponents, because they've got Denver twice. Against those teams, they're a combined four, of ten, four and ten. The Spurs play six opponents. They're five and 11 against those. So basically, the Spurs, if they just beat the uh, Blazers the two times they play them, Go two and five. And the Lakers only get that one winning it's okay. See, the Spurs could easily have the 10 say just by beating Portland twice. <laughs> so the t- the thing is, like, they're both really, really tough, tough, tough schedules. So who do you trust the most the more at the moment? Like if AD comes back, LeBron probably tries to gut it out and gets back. Maybe they eke out another couple of wins in there somehow. But the Spurs, I mean, Memphis, that's a tough one tomorrow. Denver, Minnesota, Golden State, Dallas. I mean, it's no cakewalk either. So do I want to say the Lakers are cooked? Nah, because Adam Silver will 100% go, all right, uh, Phoenix, we know that you're playing the Lakers, but you need to throw that one for me. In Golden State, we've looked after you for the last fucking decade. You need to throw that one. So, And Denver, last game of the season, seating's all sorted. Throw that one against the Lakers as well for me, mate. And in they go. Yeah, so I don't think they're cooked. They are on the court, <laughs> but I think AD comes back, LeBron tries to force his way back. They might just still sneak in. It'd be very funny if they don't, though. 
Uh, today, is that why no one fears or trusts the Jazz, Jimmy? Yeah, nah, yeah, shit, yeah. Like, until this sort of shit stops happening against the Yaz, like, we're all going to be like, cool, bro. Yeah, nah, you guys are really good. Nah, seriously, you are. Prove it in the playoffs, bro. And until they do, like, we're going to keep sort of shitting on them. Um, could they actually sink further, though, the Yaz? Yeah, nah. Well, they're two games up on Minnesota, but they do have the tiebreaker. There's six games to play. They've got the Lakers tomorrow, which is actually a crazy big game for both teams. Then the Warriors. Then Memphis. Then a walkover against OKC. Then a game against Phoenix, who have probably wrapped up everything. Uh, who knows who they're going to be playing at that point. And then at last game of the season, thank God for the Yaz, right? They're playing Portland. Thank God for the Blazers. Just going out there and just like making sure they're playing all their games against the Western Conference uh, hopefuls right at the end of the season. But the Yaz, as mentioned, they're tied with the Nuggets right now. So they could easily sip to six if the Denver Nuggets just sort of uh, went out a couple of games here. I just don't know if the Wolves can catch them in six games uh, because, I mean, they've got to make up three, right, with the tiebreaker. So it's a bit of a tough one. They could end up five or six pretty easily. I don't think they end up seven. So five or six feels a lot more realistic at this point because there's still two games back in the Mavs now in four or five. I don't know. Bit of a trick on. Is this karma for trading Joe Ingles? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, nah. 100% it is. Of course it is. You trade Jingles. You give in to the anti-Australian bias in the NBA. Boom. Guess what? The basketball gods are coming after you. Boom. And last one, Ian Bassett. And boy, uh, asked Jock Lando will be in the NBA next season. Yeah, nah. It's a good question. We've all had our ups and downs all season about Jock. Arguing, yelling. Pop, play the man, hashtag free jock, etc. Yeah, nah. I'm going to say, yeah, I think he will be. Uh, Ian added, I'm not sure he can defend at that level. Yeah, look, I think he sticks around because we've seen the Spurs, for all their anti-Australian bias of not playing Patty enough, not realizing the bangers can shoot threes, <laughs> they do also have patience in the extreme with bigs. I mean, you think about just for years and years and years, they've always had a couple of the big dudes that they can throw out there when they want, especially like, you know, mature age sort of dudes like Bangers, Tiago Splitter, uh, even Teenage Mutant Yaku Pertle. I mean, that's paying off now, obviously, because he's playing out of his ass and has been for about a year and a half. Uh, but Landale's D, like, I think that's more that he's still an NBA rookie, right? So it's going to be more predicated on him knowing schemes a bunch better, using his body better. I'll tell you what, like, Jock would be... I reckon he'd struggle to do better this offseason than spend a whole bunch of time with uh, Aaron Bangers, Baines, and Bogey. And, like, for all of Bogey's fucking nonsense, dude could play fucking defense and could spot a goddamn bit of coverage out of fucking nowhere. So get on top of that, you know, some of that hard-edged D, wrap your brain around it, work on your footwork, your body spacing, your placement on the court, your help D to go with his impressive sort of offensive game, which I think the Spurs already appreciate. Because uh, you do see them sort of throwing him out there in offensive uh, end-of-game situations. I think he does stick around. So, yeah, that'd be nice. But that's a great question. Because it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, shit. He might get more opportunities elsewhere. He might even get make more fucking money in Europe. But I don't know. The Spurs are a pretty good organization at just going sticking with their dudes and making them better. You know? Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I don't like it, but I am coming around on Cade Cunningham uh, 
eking ahead of Gids, and now maybe even ahead of Mobley in the Rookie of the Year race. Yeesh. Uh, the dude's out there by himself against the Nets today. And it's the end of fucking March, and he's still playing his ass off. I love it. Dropping 34. And I'll tell you what, like, this is the thing. Cade, for all of his inefficiency for vast chunks earlier in the year, like, he was still playing fucking pretty bloody good. And so, like, Detroit, there's nobody. Like, Bags, Sadiq Bay, there's, like, a bit of talent, but there's, like, what, no other All-Stars at least? Like, Garland and Jared Allen on the Cavs are there next to Mobley. And, I mean, Scotty Barnes, he's at least got, you know, Fred Van Vliet, Siakam. Uh, but I've still got Scotty B in one because he's still solid as fuck. But Cade's now, I think, in the race. And if he finishes off the season, like, better watch out, Scotty. Because uh, Scotty's been playing like a veteran like almost all year. Cade has sort of just turned a corner uh, where he has these really, really amazing performances and doesn't quite have the sucky ones as much as he did early, which makes sense because he's, you know, learning. But, uh, yeah, I'm just saying. I think Cade might be ahead of Gids. Oh, it breaks my heart. Finally, our back take house. It's Wednesday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. The squid and I this morning had a bit of father bonding time, so we went out the backyard with the cricket bats. And as soon as we heard that, bang! And there's your Aussie tizer today. That's right, kookaburra wings. Only at Outback. And today's flame grill take is, I told you two, three weeks ago, this entire season from the LA Clippers has been literally nothing but load management. That's right. They've just run the other veterans out there all season just to keep their heads above water while they just keep Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's legs fresh for a finals run. Only at Outback. I mean, spot the lie. Jesus. Paul George was incredible today. Oh, he's on a minutes limit, man. Is he? He's at 34 with six assists and four steals. Where's the minutes limit, bro? Uh, uh, also, the Jazz, are they just tanking to the 6C to avoid the Suns and Grizz in the first round? Ah, galaxy brain. Yeah. Can't. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Well, I mean, in the second round. Yeah, second round. Fuck, whatever. Anyway, uh, Australian Player Watch, right after this. Hi, this is Ryan Brocker, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Alright, Australian player watch a bit of a chockers one today. We did have Patty Thrills, Patty Mills. And the win against Detroit didn't do too much to Patty. One uh, made three of one attempt. Those were his three points for today. He had one rebound and one assist as well. Uh, so he just sort of ran around for 17 minutes, caused a bit of havoc. Did some good shit. Love to see it. Uh, what else? Aussie Matty T and that loss against the Bucks for the Sixers. 21 minutes. Played pretty well. Two points. It was a sick dunk. Uh, one on one from the floor. That was the only shot he took. One rebound, two steals, and a block. Defensive menace. And Josh Green, as mentioned earlier, ripper game against the Lakers. Smashed him 20 minutes. He had 12 points. Five of eight from the floor, two of three from downtown. Bloody good stuff. Uh, because in terms of Josh Green's year, I mean, it's been a bit of a uh, bit of a tricky one, but he does show those nice flashes sometimes. And uh, really gets in a bit of a role. And as soon as he's gotten a bit of a, a carved-out role with the Mavs so far 
this season with Tim Hardaway Jr. going going down. I mean, Granny's like stepped up. That's his third highest scoring game of the season. So, bloody good. Bloody good. All right. Great moments in NBA Straya stat history. Oh, right. Bit of a great moment in NBA Straya stat history. Voice your cares to the sky. 15 years ago this week, after being thrown a lifeline by the Portland Trailblazers, fan of pants Shaq himself, the legend Luke Schentzer pulled on the black, white, and red togs for his first game. For the signature franchise of Fries, Fixies, Craft Breweries, and Feminist Bookstores. That's right, the Blazers. Indeed, after one year with the Bulls and reportedly missing out on joining the Bamboos because he had no soul. That's a good joke. Uh, the biggest orange object on earth besides Uluru was picked up by Portland to replace the injured Joel Godzilla Prisbilla. And Rafe expiring contract with France on a 10-day contract. The Blazers, for their port, were so impressed by the original big source that they signed him to a second 10-day, and then for the rest of the season, no doubt realising they'd somehow stumbled across Patrick Ewing cross with Ronald McDonald. And for a bloke who couldn't go out in the sun, going to Portland was a bloody godsend, I'll tell you that much. In his first game for the Blazers, the pride of Hope Forest led Portland into Pat Ewing's old stomping ground, Madison Square Garden, the mecca of basketball, and ironically enough, beat the New York Knickers like a red-headed stepchild. Proving it was probably the NBA's best blooding up big man since Bill Walton. In four minutes and 18 seconds, super tall Mick Hucknall took two shots. Sure, he missed both of them, but still, like Stretch Armstrong Cameron Ling charging off a half-back flank, he also had two offensive rebounds. That's right, the giant Lost Weasley did enough, and the Blazers beat the Knicks handily. It was an auspicious start for the gargantuan Ginger Ninja. They would happily find a home there in Portland, complete with a small batch of tisnal coffee roasters, beard oil shops, and organic farm-to-table tattooists for the rest of the 2007 season. And after that run, the Ginger Tim Duncan, it was also the first high school kid to represent the Boomers back in 01, don't forget. He'd eventually come back home and win an NBL title. And he's still out there crushing it. Bloody love Luke Shenza. Big fella just uh, out there being a dead set legend all around this big, wide, brown land of ours. On your big shents. That's a great moment in NBA Australia Stat history, his first ever game for the Portland Trailblazers. All right, how good was that one? Oh, I love Shance. All right, Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Uh, this one's just a pretty easy one because Jingles keeps delivering. He's like a Moe postie on meth. Uh, Jingles just... Uh, today, tweeted out uh, just a very, very, very simple picture of good vibes... Fire emoji, coffee emoji, and Ingalls Blazers jersey. The white. Oh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I retweeted that and saying must cop. I really do need one of those Ingalls double O jerseys. And uh, I did enjoy Bogey jumping in there saying, is that a reference to the number of all the meals you've shouted Joe Ingalls? It's a bit harsh, Bogey. Jesus, mate. How to win friends and influence people by Andrew Bogut. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's a lie, lol, says Joey. Appreciate it. That's some funny stuff. But that is a great looking jersey. And uh, Strokey McGee <laughs> uh, also replied, said, I got mine in a game last month. I had to make sure that you were on the team. <laughs> so I'm assuming you got that made. Ha <laughs> ha. Appreciate it, says Joey. Love that. All right. Good stuff. Let's do some uh, game previews and picks. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How of the day with the squid? Awesome. A great time. 
just dudes being bros hanging out. Uh, but we did only go two of five on the picks today, which is pretty funny because I think uh, the money I may have placed on some of the picks from yesterday actually end up switching. I nailed the Milwaukee pick. Now Chica- oh, I actually have money on Chicago actually beating Washington, but I did flip-flop yesterday and land on Washington. Now the Detroit cover, but uh, I thought the Lakers had put up a little bit more of a fight than they did. They did not. And I actually had money on the Clippers. So I don't know why I picked Utah yesterday, but that was dumb. <laughs> so two of five for today. A bit brutal. So 644 correct picks of 1,126 for the season. Still doing good. We have 11 games tomorrow. Dallas at Cleveland. Uh, three and a half point favorites are the Mavericks on a back-to-back, having uh, just taken care of the Lakers. I'm going to take the Mavericks here again. The Cavs without Jared Allen, without Mobley. Larry, that's a girl's name, Markinen. Kevin Love. Dallas is going to ring up 130 on these guys anyway, like even on a back-to-back. So give me the Dallas Mavericks. And as long as their defense is solid against uh, uh, Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, they should be all right. Give me the Mavs, minus three and a half. Denver, they go to Indy. They're nine and a half point favorites. Denver really need to smash these games out. But Denver, I don't know, they play some weird, funky games, don't they? They don't ever seem to run over the top of a bad team. Um, Nine and a half, though. Indy do stink. They did just get beaten by 40 by the Raptors. Do they step up? No, give me Denver minus nine and a half. Orlando, they go to Washington, the Wizards. Now, Orlando are in the tank. They're playing everybody pretty wild, equal minutes. They're three and a half point underdogs are Orlando. I want to go Orlando because all they do is cover. But they know how hard they have to tank. (laughs) But they might reckon they've got a game or two in hand because uh, OKC won that game against Portland the other day. So give me Orlando plus three and a half. Boston, Miami. This is a ripper. Two number one seed contenders. Miami are there at the moment. Boston were there for a split second the other day. Boston are four and a half point favorites at home against the Heat. Without Time Lord, you've got Danny Tice up against Bam. I think the Celtics will have enough to get over Miami. I just don't know. But Boston are four and a half point favorites. Miami just looked like a bit of a mess. They had their big get-right win against Sacramento. I'm going to go Boston minus four and a half. Their defense is just too good. We'll see how they go, though, in a really, you know, their first big, amazing, crazy test. I mean, they rested so many dudes against Toronto the other day, it's hard to get a read on it. So, I don't know. But give me Boston until proven otherwise. Their defense is awesome. Charlotte got in the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City, who are reeling in all the uh, Julius Randle news. Charlotte are one and a half point favorites on the road in New York. Considering that Knicks just beat them the other day, I'm going to go Hornets minus one and a half because they did beat them in New York like two weeks ago. So easy. Minnesota, they go to Toronto. They're two and a half point underdogs, the Wolves. They need to win some of these games. So did Toronto. This is going to be great. I'm going to go the Wolves plus two and a half. I'm just a little bit leery. I know that the Raps have got like perimeter dudes coming out of their ass. D'Lo's going to have a hard time against Fred Van Vliet, the fighting Van Vliet. Ant-Man, I mean... I just think the Wolves, oh, I can't pick him. No, let's give me the, <laughs> I'm just talking myself out of that. Give me Toronto, minus two and a half. <laughs> too many weapons on Toronto, too much defense, too much, I don't know, franchise now versus Minnesota. Sacramento, they go to Houston. The tank is on for both of these. Who's going to try their hardest to lose it? Probably Houston. They're two and a half point favorites on the Rockets. Heartbreaking loss the other day. Oh, I might have to go the Rockets plus two and a half, though. The Kings are just a mess at the moment. OKC, they host Atlanta. 
The Thunder. Feels like a walkover for any team playing at the moment, but 12 and a half points is a lot. I'm still going to have to take Atlanta minus 12 and a half. <laughs> I don't trust Atlanta to do anything, but OKC 12 and a half at the moment. Nah, fuck it. I'm going to have to go OKC plus 12 and a half. I said yesterday, all they do is cover, and that's what they did. So give me OKC plus 12 and a half. Memphis, they go to San Antonio. Grizzlies are six and a half point favorites in San Antonio. This is a belter of a matchup. Both teams trying their hardest. I reckon the Spurs push the Grizz and cover the six and a half, but eventually lose. Memphis win this by about four. Uh, Phoenix, they go to Golden State. They're five and a half point favorites against the Warriors. I'll take Phoenix because they just want to put the boot into uh, the Warriors, I reckon. The Pelicans, they go to Portland. 13 and a half point favorites against the uh, Portland Timber Blazers. That's right, the G League Portland Blazers Timber Tribute Band, whatever they are at the moment. You could not make this line high enough. The Pelicans, 13 and a half point favorites. Easy. Give me that. Done. Sweet. 11 games tomorrow. That's going to be awesome. We're going to wrap them all up for you. That's what we do day in, day out. So make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face IG. Get over it on the socials. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Talk about the NFL. Gaz is over in Amsterdam at the moment. So uh, last show was about a, what, a week and a half ago. It was really good. Adam with World Wrestling Australia. He's got an awesome new show up on YouTube. Go check that out. Follow FWCIE on Twitter as well. Get around NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Click on the links on your... Uh, Socials, go buy some merch. Come on. Please. <laughs> Chuck us a rating review on your podcast app. As mentioned, I don't have the marketing budget of Bogey, so uh, a rating and review on your podcast app is the least you can do. Manscaped.com. Use that code STRAYA. Get 20% off and free shipping on their ultra premium collection. God damn, it's good too. Knowable. Download the Knowable app. Bang in the code STRAYA. Get 20% off getting smarter today as well. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band House Hats. And big thanks always go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, however you listen to your tunes, follow your bands, do it. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. And that's it for today. Late show today, so nothing at the end. So uh, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. Should be a massive one tomorrow. 11 games, goddamn. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would ya? And... Let your host out now! Say I don't agree with the part about me being horny all hours of the day. It's a few hours in the day, yes, but not all hours of the day. I digress. <laughs>